and I say weak ass, you say bitch. Weak ass, bitch. Weak ass, bitch. When I say weak ass, you say bitch. Weak ass, bitch. Weak ass, bitch. When I say weak ass, you say bitch. Weak ass, bitch. Weak ass, bitch. When I say weak ass, you say bitch. Weak ass, bitch. Weak ass, bitch. How you feel with this nine million meal to your grill? Haters talking lots of shit, but they scared of the steel. Come and get me cause I'm real with this hell I ain't scared of none of you hoes I ain't never shed a tear In your hood bumpin' ridin' more than 12 gets a bill Ain't no nigga make no moves Get you scared, should get feel Y2K, hit the clock So you know the end is near One call to them killers And you just might disappear A nigga all in my face Hollin' real, real soft Bitch, I'm holdin' up this block Bout to knock your block off You a weak-ass bitch And your CD cover show With your fake-ass face I've been on you so I know it's Coming at you live from the Dubrack Dungeon, I'm your host, that boy Coop, back with another regular-ass episode of the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired. This episode is brought to you by Ashy Ankles and Smell the Earring Backs. Subscribe to the Carolina Kid Podcast Rewired anywhere podcasts are downloaded. Following the Rod and Karen doctrine of the black guy who tips, leave a five-star review on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, and I'll read it on the show. Also, leave me a voice message and donate on anchor.fm slash datboycoot. That's anchor.fm slash D-A-T-B-O-Y-C-O-O-T. I'm here, niggas. <laughs> I'm late, but I'm here, niggas. <laughs> Almost Wednesday with it. <laughs> Y'all probably ain't gonna hear this shit till Wednesday, but fuck it. Um, I'm back, and it's a new episode. It's a new week. Honestly, I dropped two last week. I was hoping... You know, a nigga had a really good birthday weekend. You know, um, a lot of great things happen. And um, my life is just doing just amazing me right now. Like, just going really fucking well. And I am so glad. I hope y'all niggas doing good, too, just listening. You know, whenever this reaches you, I hope you doing good, man. You know, my, my wild ass um, <laughs> always be talking mad shit sometimes. But uh, honestly, I genuinely wish all of y'all doing well. Because the pandemic, it seems like it's getting uncontrolled. Shit is getting better. You know, there's 60 million people that have gotten the, at least one vaccine. You know, um, you know the rates are going down. People still acting wild and shit like, they ain't, like, like, like it ain't COVID no more. But still, like, things are getting better. I hope people can at least find some common sense for like two seconds. <laughs> They at least get this shit under control, bro. Like, it seems like things are getting better, though. Um, But, hey, man. um, This is probably going to be the blackest episode I have ever had. You be like, damn, nigga, you got, like, the blackest damn show already. How, how is it going to get any blacker? You'll see. It's, 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 this is the blackest show ever. <laughs> ever. Like, like Cardi B. Ever. <laughs> um, So... Let's 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 start off with this. Um, it's just something that was on my mind. So, um, I have a big pet peeve for when I'm like, you know, at a black business or shopping at a black business, helping out a black business, right? And there's a customer that's like right beside me, talking about some, oh yeah, um, hey man, um, yeah, I love what you're doing, you know, support black businesses, um, but um, <laughs> can I get a discount? And I'm like, nigga, what? No, don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't do that shit. Okay. First of all, ask for a discount is the most insulting thing you can do to a black business. Okay. Like, why? 
Why, why, why are we doing this? Why, nigga, who asked you? You know, just, nigga, for why? You know, um, first of all, it's insulting. You're like, why is it insulting? It's insulting because these black businesses, a lot of black businesses are smaller businesses. They have a business model, and their business model tends to factor into why their prices are the way they are. And what's funny is a lot of people um, who are black and support black businesses don't even ask or for a discount when it comes to like these higher end brands that they're making or spending so much money from, you know, like Gucci, Louis, Prada, Fendi, you know, all that shit, you know, go to the ball, man, you know, go to the ball, man, you know, you will, you, I'm balling, man, because I'm going to ball, man, all right, bro. But when you go to Homeboy down the street, they got a dope ass t shirt, some nice streetwear, you know, he even making his own shoes. You're like, man, can you not like 15, 20 off that shit? Boy, you know, that shit, that shit kind of high, bro. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah, that, that, that ain't, that ain't what we're looking for. Um, that ain't what you're supposed to do. You know, um, there's a cupcake spot down the street. I will never, like, there's a cupcake spot down the street. There's a chicken and waffle spot down the street. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Dame's Chicken and Waffles. Um, a staple in North Carolina, probably the best waffle, chicken and waffle spot in North Carolina. Um, please, if you are in the area, okay, there's three locations throughout North Carolina. One's in my hometown. There are two in the area that I live in. One's very close to me. I'm not going to tell you where, but, uh, yeah, like, hey, I never asked for a discount, bruh. Never asked for a discount when it comes to buying clothes. Never asked for a discount when it comes to buying shoes. Never <laughs> asked for a discount when it comes to buying anything from a black-owned business because they... Honestly, when you buy from them, you're putting back into your own community and you're shortcutting their success by asking for a discount. Okay. Okay. Some of them may give out discounts, but that's because they can afford to give you discounts. And after a while, they they're going to have to stop because it's going to cut into that damn money and they're going to they're gonna be in the red and you're going to be like, but man, like, I know you're good for not. No, 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 don't do that shit. So, <laughs> um, and it's, it's funny because you know um it's something that i've i've really been doing a lot of research on on youtube um i'm moving on to a new topic by the way nice segue um and it's really came up a lot when looking at travel youtube and people that are like saying which of the top this, this is this is the top 10 best places to move in the u.s it's the top 10 worst places to move in the u.s and i keep looking at these shits and i'm like bro like I ain't really feeling these. You know why? They're places that my black ass can't go. <laughs> okay? Like, you know, Idaho's a great state to move to. Motherfucker, no. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, the KKK is in, is, is in Iowa. Uh, it, not Iowa, but Idaho. You know? I heard that panhandle is the devil. Okay? Like, <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm good. I'm good, y'all. Like, I, I, I think I have some listeners from Oregon. They could probably attest to that if they are black. Um... But there are certain places where black people are very few and far in between, and it's not really easy to, like, be out there, you know? So, um, you know what I'm going to do? Um, yes, I'm going to read an article, but I'm going to dub this the modern brunch-growing Negro. <laughs> Edit. The modern brunch-growing Negro's travel guide. And with the modern brunch negro going travel guide, we shall have 
10 places that have been recommended by this article. I might not agree with some of them, but it's whatever, y'all, man. Like, so I'm going to tell y'all, out of this 10, out of the 10 in this list, I might not really fully read the article. I'm just going to show you, like, oh, these are places that they recommend. And um, what's funny is the first one is where I live. So, number one. Raleigh, North Carolina, a great city for black families. Located near the northeast part of North Carolina, Raleigh is one of the most diverse cities in the state. There's low unemployment rate, and this is all barring COVID, by the way. Like, all the things they talk about in this article, it's all barring COVID, but I carry on. Um, Wonderful job opportunities, and the schools in Raleigh are some of the best, and I can attest to that, because where I am specifically, there are literally some of the best schools in the nation. But, um, yeah, like, it's, 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 it's great for the families, places to go, like the AACC, the African American Cultural Complex, which teaches visitors about black people's contributions to the city. It's, it's, it's a great place to live, man. Like, I've been living here for, what, now a year. I've been commuting and kind of doing work here almost two years. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I fuck with this spot, and I think... It's a great place for black families to really get started, get get themselves growing because you got Durham, which is like historically very black. You know, you got you got Raleigh, which is has a good black population, not as black, but has a good, strong black population and good like black families here. You know, a good black foundation. North Carolina in the metropolitan areas is very black. OK, uh, Charlotte. You know, um, the, 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 the triad and the triangle are both two very black centers in the state. And um, Wilmington as well, I think. You know, honestly, Wilmington has a bad history, but there's still a lot of black people there. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You know, hey, say 1898 in the crowd, they're like, ah, you know. <laughs> but, but, you know, I digress. But um, number two, Orlando, Florida, one of the best places for African Americans to live in the world. Okay, so here's my thing about Orlando. Orlando has a lot of tourism and shit, you know, and um, I'm just going to be real, you know. Um, that's my only real pet peeve, but it has a lot of job opportunities. It has a lot of, you know, <clears throat> de- a great developing housing market. Um, and honestly, the climate is really good if you like it to be warm all the time, you know. The only difference, the difference between here and Raleigh... <laughs> Being a North Carolinian, I've always known that you get four seasons and the winters are mild and it doesn't get too damn hot. You know, we're not looking at 115 degrees. You know, Orlando, you ain't really going to see snow. You know, you're going to see snow here in North Carolina because we get all four seasons. But in Orlando, what's snow? You know, what'd that be? What'd that be, boss? So, um... Number three, Richmond, Virginia, loved by African-Americans, family fall festivals and summers that are humid, but not unbearable. Um, Richmond is a great place for families in general. In the neighborhoods of Richmond, like East Chesterfield, black families can expect safety, prosperity and adequate representation. I really thought about moving here. <laughs> I really did. I thought about moving here uh, at one point because I was moving out of another place that's on this list. <laughs> because it was a bit too much for me at the time and I, I think I think at that at that moment me being by myself I thought that it was just too much I, I, I saw myself as a medium city person and um yeah Richmond was like one of those places I was definitely considering so four there are lots of opportunities for a black family in Lansing Michigan that's right Lansing Michigan 
arguably one of the best places for black families to live in the world. Lansing, Michigan isn't the capital, uh, uh, isn't, uh, isn't just, sorry, isn't just the capital of Michigan. It's an unsuspecting haven for black families too. Um, name one of the best cities for African-Americans. Lansing is a community that just does that doesn't just talk diversity it embraces it on top of that lansing's unemployment rate is currently at its lowest in 15 years and this is kind of barring covid i'm not necessarily saying like you know covid not necessarily you know you know but hey um yeah it's a great place um for your family to move to you know small environment um it's probably one of the smallest places on this list but it still has parks museums zoos It's it's a good little spot you know um so number five, San Antonio, Texas. Um, it's home of the Alamo, you know, um, the battle that revolutionized the state of Texas, but it's also a good place for black families to live in. It ha- is very Hispanic um, in nature, but it still has a lot of black families. It is a military um, based city, has a lot of bases around the city, um, but a lot of the food, a lot of heritage does come from Mexican-American also um indigenous heritage so it's a dope spot man and it's 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 really big um and something this place i was definitely thinking about there's a lot of texas pieces that i was thinking about so this place is where i used to live um for a short time it was not that long but something in my heart told me hey nigga move back (laughs) so washington dc um i lived in that area i didn't necessarily live in the city or the district itself but i did live in the metropolitan area so more so the dmv i lived in northern virginia um so the land of politics famous monuments and springtime cherry blossom tree festivals is also one of the most thriving places for black families in america the capital of the united states dc may seem like it's only about politics or policies and laws but it's another top place for black families to live of course, a lot of government, of course, a lot of, you know, military. Um, but, you know, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities in health and education. And um, yeah, like there's a lot of historic monuments, a lot of historic pieces. I remember going to Manassas for the, you know, th- there's there's a historic park um, dedicated to the Battle of Bull Run. Um, you know, I've, I've been to Catoctin Mountain Park where Camp David was. I've been, you know inside dc and been many places there just like there's a lot of stuff outside of dc like not even just dc it's it's a lot of historic shit there but um yeah seven san diego california and this was the only place i was thinking of on the west coast i was thinking like bro i might move here i might move here in, in the west coast looking to move closer to the west coast you may want to consider san diego at first glance it may seem like another touristy california city but it's actually one of the best black uh one of the best cities for black families so um Hey man, the cost of living is truly the biggest problem with this place. Like it's California, <laughs> it's San Diego, <laughs> but um, honestly, year round the weather is beautiful. It doesn't get too hot or too cold. It's just wonderful, wonderful. Like annual housing costs, for example, are nearly double the double the national average. So. You better be making some bank, bro, if you're trying to go to San Diego. But it's a good place for black families to live. And also, it's one of those, another one of those military towns. So, something to think about. Um, number eight. I do not recommend this place. <laughs> I'm just going to be real with y'all. Um, Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Cold-ass winters. But otherwise, a good city for young black families, as the article says. But I don't necessarily agree. Um <clears throat> 
let's just be real. Like, I'm put, I'm put this, I'm putting my phone down. I'm, I'm not, I'm gonna stop reading this article. Hey man, I've been in Ohio, bro. Ain't no black people there. When I say ain't no black people there, <laughs> ain't no black people there. <laughs> ain't none, man. I'm just being real, bro. Ain't none. You wanna go find black people? Go to Cleveland, okay? And go to the part of Cleveland where it ain't bang bang shoot them up. You know, um, people leaving Cleveland in droves. And honestly, I think that place is misunderstood. But still, it's Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? It's Cleveland. You know, Cleveland Browns, by the way, are finally winning. So I'm just saying, like, it's a good time if you a Cleveland, if you if you a person that was like, man, I love football, but you know, I. I'm not necessarily a person that would be opposed to being a football fan of the local team. It's a good time. It's a good time right now. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers, not so much, you know, uh, they, but they got their ring a few years ago with LeBron. It's all good. You know, it's all good, baby. <laughs> um, so with that being said, Columbus is a no. Um, <laughs> I stayed there a long time. And I was like, man, it's certain parts is cool. But if you're a black person just maneuvering around that motherfucker, and you're trying to live for the rest of your life. I am not recommending that place okay um so number nine dallas texas if you're looking for a city that offers the best of both worlds dallas is it this is a great mix of the hustle and bustle hustle and bustle of city life and the charming quiet and calm of the suburbs although dallas is another huge city the cost of living is incomparable to other cities in fact the cost of living is even lower than the national average whether you're a family looking to rent or own a home in the area This is the place to start looking. The summer temperatures are reflective of the heat of Texas, but the appreciation of diversity will make you want to stay forever. Dallas was one of those places I was thinking about looking at, but then when they lifted that mask mandate, I was like, (laughs) get the fuck. Get the whole fuck. You feel me? And um, this whole winter situation, you know, with like the power grid and like, you know, that 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 basically blizzard, you know, sub-zero temperature situation that they were having. People were dying. You know, the power grid, the people that were operating the power grid was acting like, hey, we making the most money we ever made in our lives because they just did not give a fuck about the people. People were freezing to death. Nobody really, they were just leaving Texans to fend for themselves. Um, that's a problem. That's truly a problem. So, um, I'm a pass for now on anything Texas, but <laughs> um, shout out to my folk in Texas though. If you ever went through that bullshit, you know um, that that's fucked up. And um, don't get me wrong, it still may be in the back of my mind later. But right now, I'm gonna put it on hold. So number ten, the last one: um, African American and Caribbean families. How about Seattle, Washington? Okay, so Seattle to me is just I don't I don't know if I would rock with that. So I had an opportunity at one point to potentially have a job um in seattle and it did not pay enough because the cost of living in seattle is fucking high and (laughs) just just being honest um if you have no problem with being like only black to like everything then this gonna be the place for you and this is what the article says we promise it doesn't always rain in seattle just pretty often on the (laughs) time Like they just like they were just like, yeah, we just serious. Um, on the upside though, Seattle is another U.S. city where black families are doing well economically and socially. But I mean, come on now, you got Pike's Place Market, which is a, a staple, right? You know, um, the the unemployment rate and job market is booming. 
um, has many beautiful places like Mount Rainier for family fun weekend trips and entertainment. Um, but I think if you black, you might want to just like quadruple check that motherfucker if you really trying to move there. But hey, that's that's everywhere, you know. That's the spots, okay? That's all the spots, you know, because they be eating all the snacks, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, yeah, when we get back, I got, I got some, I got some shit. Okay, I, I got some shit. When I said this is going to be one of the blackest episodes, bro, that has been, that, that is an understatement, but that has been the modern brunch growing Negro guide for your ass, the modern brunch going Negro travel guide, if you will. So, um, we're going to catch y'all in a minute. Why do we call it the Modern Brunch Going Negro Travel Guide? It's because we don't want to move back into the hood. We've been in that shit before. We don't want to go back. We are brunch growing Negroes. We eat brunch and things like that with knickknacks for our snick snacks, nigga. <laughs> Let me stop, but um. I got, man, wind of some, like, big-ass news, right? So, um, let's just talk about this really fast. Um, that sism, in that sism news, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview talks about racism towards them. <laughs> and really, when I mean racism towards them, we're really talking about, like, I don't know, when um, their son, you know, um who is a mixed race child when th- all of this shit was going down with the separation between them losing the, you know their 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 royal status and them being like we getting the fuck out of here this basically in this interview with Meghan Markle and um Prince Harry there was a moment where there was a royal official someone in Buckingham Palace basically bringing up the fact that yeah what if the baby is too dark? We're worried. And I'm like, huh? Y'all said that? Like Oprah was sitting there in that interview because Oprah did, she did this interview, right? With CBS and she just sat in that chair and was like, nigga, really? <laughs> huh? She was like, what? But, um, hmm. Like, like she was just completely like, hush. Mm. I was Hamilton. You know when you just can't make words, you just making like mush mouth sounds. She was like that dumbfounded. But honestly, I'm not that surprised because of how white and how old, you know, the monarchy is, and. 
I don't really want to ever speak ill of the queen, right? The royal family is absolutely just shocked by this interview, right? The UK is shocked by this interview. Um, but honestly, it's something that I think we need to know. You know, um, they try to make everything private and they've been demonized for not wanting to be part of that life anymore. And Prince Harry and and Meghan Markle was like, fuck that shit. You know, we live in Canada. And then they were like, fuck that shit. We, 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 we live in California now, you know. And, and honestly, I have no problem with them doing such. You know, um, the tabloid situation got out of control. You know, it made me think of Princess Diana because honestly, the tabloid situation got out of control with her. And then eventually the paparazzi technically, I, I mean, supposedly it's not really clear it's really a huge mystery may have been part of the reason why she died and it's been strange because the royals have had quite the close person or the quite the close relationship with the paparazzi the tabloids and um that's just interesting to me you know um you know Meghan markle says she went through severe depression to the point where she wanted to kill herself and Basically, the people who were typically there to provide services for certain feelings that she was having was not going to do so because they were like, no, 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 we're not going to help you. What? She's having. So you're telling me a royal is having severe thoughts of suicide and depression and y'all not going to help her. That's crazy. That, that's crazy. And it was just all types of bombshells in this interview. Like, it was like an hour long with, like, these little commercials in between. But, bro, when I say this shit was... It was nasty, boy. <laughs> it was the netty. Um, yeah. It hit fucked me up, bro. Like, big facts. So, um, <laughs> on to some lighter note shit. <laughs> Black girl starts a GoFundMe because she is stuck in Atlanta. Oh, this is the good shit. <laughs> this is the good shit. You want to stick around for this type, type of shit. So stuck in Atlanta, GoFundMe. Woman asked for help getting home from NBA All-Star Weekend. I need help getting back home. I'm stuck in ATL. <laughs> oh, this shit is great. So, <laughs> by the way. This is bad. The, the fact that she raised $1,600 for this shit is absolutely awful because I would have never gave her a dime, okay? And there's a reason why. And it sucks because she's a black woman, right? But this sucks because of the circumstances and the choices that you make, that was dumb. And I wouldn't have never gave a single cent to her. But niggas was dumb enough to be like, yeah, <laughs> I'll give her. I'll give her $1,600 or I'll give her 20 bucks here and there. The fuck? <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Owen, <laughs> this shit's so funny. I can't even get my words right. A woman raised money on GoFundMe after saying she was, quote, unquote, stuck in Atlanta following the NBA All-Star Weekend and needed help getting home. The fundraiser was later deleted and she wrote that she was, quote, unquote, headed to the bank. <laughs> Nigga. Uh, but the campaign continued trending as people wondered why strangers would fund her trip. 
the campaign organizer, Yaz the Stallion. <laughs> Yaz the Stallion. This is, oh God help us. Wrote that she went back to Atlanta with $400 and became stranded with her unemployment check because it didn't clear time for her to get home. The original post was deleted, but only after it generated $1,604. Here's what you need to know. The organizer claimed she was stranded and needed money to go home to New York, and more than $1,600 was donated. <laughs> no. This is... Okay, so here, 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 here. So I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this damn thing, right? It's a post on Facebook of Yaz the Stallion, right? There are three other pages of niggas saying the same damn thing, and they are trying to raise money on GoFundMe. One that says, stuck in Atlanta, I need to get home to kids. Another one says, stuck in Atlanta. Another one is a nigga that says, stuck in Atlanta with no money. <laughs> with no money on me. And these are at least, like, raising for, like, at least a thou wow. At least a thou wow pop. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. Y'all niggas is scamming. The GoFundMe page organized by Yazdee Stallion <clears throat> shared a photo of a woman and a story about Getting stranded in Atlanta. <laughs> she says she bought a one-way ticket to the NBA All-Star Weekend, but got stuck because her unemployment check did not clear, so she couldn't return home to New York. First of all, when you think about the story, you're like, why the fuck are you going to New York if you only... <laughs> I'm sorry, to Atlanta if you only got $400. Why? Why would you do that? Stay your ass at home. If you hear some shit like that, no, I would not give any money to that. Oh, but y'all motherfuckers gave her $1,600 and now she's probably doing more than just getting back home. Or maybe she's not even lost or stranded. Maybe she is reporting from somewhere else. Because niggas in Atlanta <laughs> be a certain way, okay? Niggas from New York be a certain way. So I'm just going to be real with y'all. If anybody say stranded, stuck, anything like that, bro, I, it's probably bullshit. It's probably bullshit. Nine out of <laughs> nine out of ten times, at least nine out of ten. Ten times out of nine. <laughs> ten times out of nine, nigga. I went to Atlanta for All Star Weekend with four hundred dollars and only booked a one way because I was waiting on my unemployment check to pay my way, but I but they baited. I need help surviving and making, home, making it back home to do your please. Please, anything will help. Yes, the style you wrote on her <laughs> GoFundMe page. Hey, man, I'm going to be real. That's bullshit. That's bull straight from, straight from, straight, straight hot off the presses. That's bullshit straight off, hot off the presses. Shit straight from the bull's ass. I'm telling you, like, the page was deleted with less than 19, within less than 19 hours. In that time period, um, the fundraiser received $1,604 in donations from more than 50 donors. Nigga, that's not a lot of donors, okay? That's not a lot of donors. That's not a lot. Somebody gave 20 bucks. Girl, don't do this mess no more. It's it's all kind of people in this city. And you don't have to... Wait, wait. If And if you don't have for show money, you have no money. <laughs> no, she didn't try to rhyme. It's always next year, and it's summer. And this motherfucker just fooling the people, bro. Like, I'm seeing $50 worth of donations here. I'm seeing, like, 
Oh my god. Nigga gave ten dollars like get together shouting. And then somebody else gave ten dollars was like, now you know you know better. Do better. Bitch, you know you know better. Why are you giving this motherfucker money? <laughs> Why? This is a scam. This is so heartily a scam. Scamity, 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 scam. That's all I read. That's all I see. In my eyes, I see scam. Mm. An alert on the link says this fundraiser. Mm, mm, my, my words. An alert on this link says this fundraiser is no longer accepting donations. If you are the organizer, beneficiary, team member, or donor, sign in to see the additional information. Hey Amen. <laughs> what more do we need? <laughs> what more do we need? <laughs> Broke ass. All right. So. <laughs> Nigga, don't just don't give the shit like this. Like, it's always somebody begging on the side of the road for some type of shit like this. And then when it's some type of shit like this, if they follow you in a weird way, you know, you taking a gamble with your money. It's probably somebody who is a fiend, and you know they just need a little bit of change to smoke up some shit real quick. Sometimes you do that. Sometimes you slide them like a twenty and be like, "Hey man, you know, do your thing, whatever." Then there's some niggas you just like, "Hey man, you too damn sketchy." Like, I gotta go. <laughs> like, I gotta go. Like, there, there's those sob stories, and then there's people that I truly think, like, just need help. And you can tell the difference. Like, the, the vibes are there. <laughs> All there. All day. But, um, let, let's, let's, let's talk about Papa John. Okay? Because y'all like, nigga, what? I thought this was a black one. Yeah, it, it, it is. We keep listening. Former Papa John CEO has spent months trying to remove the N word from his vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Papa John founder John Schnatter hasn't been CEO of his company for three years now, but that hasn't stopped him from sparking controversy. In an interview in, on One American News Network, oh god, I fucking hate. Please go get, please, please go get some water. Go get, I need to take a sip. I need to take a sip of water. This shit. What the fuck? Wow. Uh, one America News, a far right cable channel self-described as one of the greatest quote unquote supporters of Donald Trump. Schneider denied accusations that he's a racist. I mean, nigga, you practice all types of shit, even without having to say nigga, but you saying nigga was the cherry on top. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I guess, I, I guess, I guess this is what we're doing. So <clears throat> Schneider was outed as a CEO from his company in 2018 after he made controversial remarks um, regarding the national anthem protest by NFL players and later the same year he record he was recorded using the n-word during an internal sensitivity training conference call yeah that's never good when it's the sensitivity training but yeah he's been saying it like yeah man i need like months because like i i said nigga a lot man and i was the nigga that said nigga all the time <laughs> Nigga that said nigga all the time. That nigga said nigga all the time. Like all the time. You can think that he not saying nigga, but that nigga say nigga every day. <laughs> ah, and on to our final article of the episode. Something heartwarming, something to keep everyone happy in 
in in in in podcast land. Okay, because goodness gracious, man, can can a nigga just catch a break sometimes? You're just like, man, can we just get some good news? This shit all be the fuckery, right? And I was like, oh, let me do something different. You know, give y'all a guide. And I was like, man, it was so much fuckery that came afterwards. <laughs> but we're going to end it nice. So Chris Paul wears a custom jacket representing all HBCUs to the All-Star game. So this is awesome, right? So there's 107 pins representing all HBCUs during the NBA All-Star weekend. CP3. Winston-Salem Zone, West Forsyth, you feel me, you feel me, hometown boy, you feel me, you know, um, my daddy worked with his cousin, but, you know, it's whatever, the 2021 NBA All-Star festivities saw Chris Paul of the Phoenix Suns rocking a custom jacket that paid tribute to all 107 historically black colleges and universities. As stylist Courtney Mays explained of the widely celebrated piece pulling off such a feat of fashion had long been a goal. From the beginning, my mission was to create a garment that incorporated all 107 schools, Mays told GQ Sports, who also shared photos of the front and the back of the jacket. It has become increasingly more important to me now <clears throat> to acknowledge and preserve the legacy of the collective of institutions that have ed- educated our community. Noting that the change uh, or the charge for amplifying these institutions has been led in part by Paul and Beyonce. Mays praised other players and public figures for joining in, adding that it's integral to celebrate schools that do not normally get the platform at this level. And it's funny, because on the front, like right on his chest, like both, hell, three alma maters that I know a lot of people from, right? My alma mater is North Carolina a State University, right? Biggest public HBCU in the nation. <clears throat> You got West Salem State, you got North Carolina Central, you know, hey, hey, it's beautiful, man, it's beautiful, it's like, those three are sitting, like, right on his chest, you know, and those are the most local ones to, to where I'm from and where I live, but everyone has, like, everybody represented, man, like, it's beautiful, CP3, always been about this shit, he been wearing HBCU stuff pretty much for the past forever, just forever, he attends Winston-Salem State University. He is actually working with Stephen A. Smith to make a film about, I believe, the North Carolina um, Central, um, yeah, Central's um, North Carolina North Carolina Central's um, basketball team, I believe. So yeah, like it's it's amazing. It's called Why Not Us. Um, it was dropped in February, and actually it focused on the lack of resources and money facing HBCU sports programs. Um, so, yeah, North Carolina Central, man, it, it's a really good documentary, and I think everyone should watch it. Um, doesn't matter what race you are. doesn't matter what school you went to. Please, <laughs> because there's a huge disparity between how HBCUs are funded, PWIs are funded. The place I work at is a PWI, right? They are funded $1 billion a year. The HBCU that I graduated from, my alma mater, gets like 30 to 40 million. And I've said this before in prior episodes dealing with HBCUs and how they're funded. But um, yeah, like spotlighting these places. There are black people who might not even know what they are yet, okay? And I feel like at least spotlighting them at 
any time is always a great gesture because people really need to know. And it's funny because that's all I knew growing up, right? You know, going to A&T Homecoming, both of my parents, <laughs> both of my parents went to Winston State University, but we still went to A&T Homecoming, Jiho. It's because we lived in Greensboro, right? And that's kind of all we knew, you know? It's just, you know, if anybody knows, you know, um, Winston State and <laughs> North Carolina A&T are actually rivals. So that's why it's funny to me. But yeah. Um, but as you know, always, I'm supporting black businesses. Um, you know, Side Collective is always one of those black businesses that I'm always praising. Please go to his Instagram. And on his Instagram, he'll actually have a link to his website. Devlin Carter has just a great platform and he's thriving. He is successful. He's creating high fashion for people like me and you. And his prices to me are reasonable for what he's giving you. Um, and when I go back to like that whole situation, when we talk about like niggas not wanting to pay for like <laughs> higher end shit or not wanting to pay for black menaces that are on the higher end sometimes, um, it's funny. Like you'll pay for a Louis t-shirt that's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, but you won't pay for even a simple streetwear brand that's black owned for 35 because there's this complex, you know, where you're like, oh, it ain't, it ain't, but it ain't no Ralph though, as Kanye was saying, but it ain't no Ralph though. Well, here's the thing. Maybe we can build these brands into something big like a Ralph Lauren, something big like a Louis Vuitton. If we put money into these brands, because people look down upon them as if they're not worthy or they're not worthy. And that's why niggas want to ask for a discount. Bruh, what Devlin Carter is doing with Side Collective, I've said it multiple times. He has high quality shit. He's good with his customers. He is transparent. He lets people know because, hey, man, the, the pandemic ain't really been easy when it came to shipping shit. So he's been that guy. So I like spotlighting him a lot because I think he is doing very well and I think you should support him. Um, and as always... Thank you.